Hit him, well, Zendaya, and like a Zendaya few other people. Zendaya is a good fucking actor. Yeah. yeah. She, that girl, oh my gosh, they need it, yo. Like, she's gonna win like an Emmy for this show tonight? No, I think yeah. she should. I think no. if she doesn't, she'll be like, yeah, robbed. Like, she's doing that good acting? Yes. Yo, you have to yes. watch wow. it. Like, aside yeah. from the storyline, like, if you don't like the storyline, like, just the production of the show, like, the visuals. Even like, like, like the characters, like the actors that they chose, it was like the perfect yeah. people. It was really good casting. Yeah, that's like cre- very good casting. They work all very well together, and I feel like that's what makes it so realistic. Like, <coughs> you know, you know, you know, what I've been liking recently. It's it's old. Um, mm-hmm. My phone. Um, <laughs> have you guys ever seen heard about the Community? No. The show community yeah. or the community? The show community. Like with Childish Gambino on it? Yeah. Donald Glover? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It is so funny, it's bro. A, that show's hilarious. Yo, I can't stop laughing. What's, what's his name? His Ravi? Is his name? Yeah. That's my <laughs> favorite character. What is that on? Netflix. I mm. cannot. Yeah, community. Like, I gotta watch that. When it, like when I step, like, I like to relax. Like I, when I have my relaxation time, bro. Mm-hmm. And I watch that show, I love to laugh. Yeah. I literally I can't stop laughing, bro. It's it's really entertaining. It's it's because the whole dynamic of you have like so so many a community college, you know, was like mm-hmm. they say, oh, like it's school for everybody, yeah. right? And the show really represents that. Yeah, like it's mad different people in one study group, <laughs> <laughs> and you got the yeah. uh, oh, damn uh, Donald Glover his his character I think it was Troy or something like yeah. that. Troy, he's freaking hilarious. Yeah. He like broke both his legs. He's a quarterback. I didn't know. I didn't get that far yet. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. You good? You I'm good? Sorry you good. That. I'm <laughs> good. No, it's cool. It's not, even, it's not a show you can ruin though. Yeah, it's not even a show. You can nah, ruin. it's it's really it's when they explore each character, it's it's really funny. Bro, I saw the the from the episode, bro, with the, the Spanish teacher in the beginning. So I I got into shows a little bit more, bro, because uh, what's his name? Jordan Peterson was trying to explain something. He said, he said nonfiction. It's, it's no fiction mm-hmm. is still nonfiction. And they're like, what do you mean? Like, it's not fiction. How can it still be fiction? He goes, because the, the, the not truths are still based on like an underlying truth, which makes it real, mm-hmm. which is like, which is why like humans like show so much because even though the names are fake, like historically, it's not real. Yeah. But the principles, the way things happen, you know, if it's a drama getting stabbed in the back and people cheat, like all those things is real. are real. Word. So you could still learn about human behavior and human nature by watching shows. So you could see the main character in a show and be like, why'd he do that? I wouldn't have done that. That was wrong morally. Look what happened to him. Mm-hmm. And now you know you could relate that to real life. Like, wow, I can't go. I can't do this like Blank did it because look what happened to him in the show. And you know, all right, I'm going to do my real life different. Yeah. Uh, one, one of the shows I've been watching, I feel like you'll like it too. It's called The Law Symbol, right? What's it called? The law. Did you watch like? Is it, is it a comedy? Nah, I'm a comedy. I like the last. Did you Did you watch like National Treasure and shit when you're younger? I don't recall it. All right, so the movies that are like conquest movies, I guess you would say, yeah. where they have to like they're set out to kind of find something. Yeah. Like the in, Indiana Jones types of movie, like those movies are cool, 
but I always found like, um, like Da Vinci Code, like uh, yeah. National Treasure, like those type of movies, dope because, like you said, like within the fiction, mm-hmm. there's nonfiction because they're talking about like, um, in uh, one of them, I think it was Angels and Demons. One of the keys they had to find it in like the Dante's Inferno, mm-hmm. like the text. And it's, like, all real things, and it's all, like, things that people believe, like, the Illuminati and stuff like that. Yeah. That people really started talking about that, like, after Da Vinci Code came out, and they were really talking about that. And, um, like, Skull and Bones and shit like that. So, the law symbol is the dude that wrote those those books. His name's Dan Brown. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, another series about something like that. But the, the it's, like, a cult in the show. And they're trying to find, like, the studies of, like, this ancient professor Mm-hmm. And he believed that there were certain types of things that you could do. Like, you could bring, like, your body to... The, and this is, like, real... All real things in real life. Yeah. Like, he believed that you could bring your body to, like, this, like, temporal plane. Mm-hmm. So, where, like, uh, you have to be, like, on, basically on the verge of dying. You know, like, when they say, like, you're about to die, you feel peace. Yeah. Like, if you ride that line, basically, and you can almost, like... I think it's, like, you can access all of your consciences. So, you'll be able to, like... uh, What is it? Astral project and shit like that. Like, you mm-hmm. can, like... Basically, the dude can like on some Freddy Krueger shit. Like he can kill people. Like when he's sleeping, he can um like un- unlock certain types of things where he he won't have to eat. Like he can yeah. he can just breathe as his food and shit like that. And he's looking to become like a god. And there was a there was a, a group of people that um protected the secret on how to unlock this mm-hmm. basically. And then in the show, they're represented as like as, as a Freemasons, and you know, yeah. like, there's always like stories and stuff around them and stuff like that. So I think it's, it's dope the fact that like they take all this historical shit mm-hmm. and they're kind of riding it in a context to where like all right, some of this stuff is fake, some of this stuff is fiction. But there's so much, there's so much like fo- folklore mm-hmm. with with this stuff like that where it's like when you watch it unfold, you're like, bro, if people really was to like spend their life and really believe this, and they started like a cult to where they feel like they can unlock this power, like that's a realistic thing. Like in some freaking town in the middle of America, yeah. where these people could really start like killing people and start looking for what's the what's the cult. That um made everyone kill themselves. Uh, Jonestown. Jonestown got he got he convinced like a couple thousand people to commit suicide. Yeah, now, there's, a, there's a couple. There's um uh the ones that all killed themselves in the mansion in California. They all wearing those Nikes that they discontinued. There's a couple different ones. Yeah, that's crazy that you that's could sick. yo. Another comedy. I was watching this docu. It's a it's a docu series comedy. Mm-hmm. So like they make fake documentaries. To make fun of things. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. So one of the episodes was about cults. Mm-hmm. And they, the FBI hired this guy to become the leader of a cult. Mm-hmm. And then just to, to to do research on like how the cults work, how do you convince people and things like that. Mm-hmm. But it, was, it started working. And he started, he started laundering money. But it's all, <laughs> it's all, it's all, a, it's a comedy. But they, it's funny because they make the documentaries so well. Like they yeah, go out yeah. their way to make a great, like high quality documentary, but it's not real. But it's real, and I find it so hilarious, bro. I just sit here laughing. Yeah, yeah. That type of satire is really fucking hilarious. Bro. <laughs> yeah, because like people don't understand that it's supposed to be funny. Like, yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's not supposed. It's like it's not real, uh-huh. and they're they're talking about like um. Uh, the the thing we watched last year when they had uh, the dude where he was going to all these rallies, the Trump rallies, uh-huh. and he was posing as like an actual news reporter and he's asking Trump people what are they enraged about? Yeah. And he was like, he was like, he was like, they keep calling him a this and he's that. He was like, well, isn't he under, you know, is it, isn't, isn't he being investigated for that? And isn't there tapes? 
and, and he'd be like, well, that's hearsay. And like, <laughs> <laughs> they think he's there to actually interview them. And actually, he's just, he just wants to, like, you got to see how stupid these people are. Uh-huh. Like, I'm like, bro, that shit is fucking hilarious. Like, people are really dumb. That's why I, something about me that I realized that I'll be in a room of people who are like just dead serious about something. Mm-hmm. And I'll start laughing. Like, but not disrespectful. Yeah. Like, I'll be in my work meetings, bro. And I hear someone say something, I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's still, I look around on the Zoom, everyone got a serious face. Because yeah. I really find, like, the, I don't know what that type of humor is called, but that's so funny to me. I, I don't know. It's, like, dry humor. Like, dry, like, yeah, yeah. People be dead serious. Like, yeah. someone will say something in the work meeting, and everyone's so serious. And I'll let off a little giggle and start smiling because it's really funny to me. Yeah. But, you same. know. I mean, like, that kind of happens to me, too. So, like, I work with, like, pretty aggressive people yeah and like one time i got attacked and i was there with like my supervisor mm-hmm. like this is like not even my direct boss this is like my boss boss yeah and she like got the guy off of me or whatever and um i started cracking up laughing and she's like what like you okay i'm like yeah she's like you sure i'm cracking like dying laughing yeah yeah I don't know. I think that's just like a coping. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And this is this is where I think life gets really interesting because like, and I was even thinking when Asante was talking, where he was talking about um like that fin- fine like that white line where you control consciousness, mm-hmm. and I think that about humans is so amazing. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, if I told you to describe, I feel like we all know what consciousness is and we mm-hmm. could all like feel it and picture it, mm-hmm. but if we really went on to describe it, we would just be like, what is really? it? Right? Fuck is that? And even like emotions, like. I feel like there's a thin line. You know, they say there's a thin line between love and hate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think every emotion has that polarization. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like there's a thin line between like suffering and like maybe joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't know what else that a contra, but I feel like just if it's the same. Like I heard something. It says a lot of emotional charges are the same. It's all about how your forebrain interprets it. Yeah. So like one thing that can make someone cry is the same thing that would make someone else laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That happens to me (laughs) really often. Like, sometimes something like, like, for instance, same example. Like, I I could drop something. I could be walking with my plate of food and drop it. And the the day is so terrible, you just got to start laughing. I just start laughing. (laughs) Yeah. I just like, no fucking way. What is that? Because in the same moment, it's like, yo, I just lost my food, but, (laughs) you know, but it's funny. Yeah, it's like, damn. I don't know. I guess that's like a part of like, adulting no you think so it'd be like i got you get through that with like time like you're like not to take things so serious you yeah. kind of get like a little lax like you know what things are worth being like super upset about and what things aren't like mm. me getting attacked at work like that's my job so yeah. like shit like that's like Fuck, I have to laugh because if I don't laugh, then I'm going to be mad. But, like, this yeah. is what I signed up to do. So mm-hmm. why would I even be, like, you know, yeah. on some shit like that? Like, your food dropping. Like, you clean it up and go get some more food. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's not a big deal. Yeah. We, we talked about that before. Uh, sometimes I feel like when I see people that are, um, like, divisive or, I, like, they're they're on the verge of being racist. But they don't have any real knowledge to be racist about. Like they're just dumb and ignorant. <laughs> like that to me is comical because yeah. like you're so dumb that it's like you really think this is a thing and it's just not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like when I see certain shit like like um 
it was a video of some some dude with a thick ass accent yelling at some dude saying go back to your country he's like i'm hawaiian bro like <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> you sound like you're from like ukraine or something go back to your country and it's like i'm hawaiian what do you now, now what now what it's like, bro, that shit to me is like, I right, just think it is so stupid. <laughs> Wait, did you guys see? Um, I don't, I didn't even get to like really see the videos, but um, Joe Rogan had. Uh, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into that. I would love to talk oh, about before that. before we do that. Let's go ahead and introduce the show. Chris, want me to put on a smooth voice today? So it's a. It's the late night special. Welcome, welcome back to another episode <laughs> of the Debbie God Chronicles. This is your boy Santi Dai, aka Debbie God. We are here back on another recording day. You know, making some last minute adjustments so we get the people a euro step. We got some buckets and all that. And I'm here with my co-host. Welcome back to the Demigod Chronicles. My name is Christian Lopez. We have a wonderful show in store for you today. So kick back, relax, play this in the background or play it on YouTube. But we're going to have a good time. Enjoy. Thanks. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Lay. Mm -hmm. Back in another episode with my brother, man. You know. It's it's been a couple couple days, man. Yeah, right. I had to like you know check on y'all, make sure everything yeah. was good. Lay's good at that. She checked on me during the week. I really appreciated that. Yeah, I checked on all of you guys. Like high key, like, I really appreciated yeah. that. I was I was excited like because wasn't in the group yeah. chat. I was like, wow, you know, she's checking on me. I appreciate that. Feels of nice. course, yeah. 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 I had to check on y'all. I haven't had like no you know personal. We all kind of just be going through life and shit. So I want to make sure everybody was okay. We need, always need one of them in the group. Yes, sir. Jace. He got a mic. He can introduce himself. He got a mic. Yeah, man. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your boy, Jay. Uh, you know, back for another week with my brother, man. It's going to be a good episode. <laughs> that was funny. Plank, you want to say anything? Uh, uh, hmm? All right, oh, Should I put it over? Nah, yeah. Nah, yeah. Give my boy some B-roll. <laughs> Plank, anything, anything you want to say to the camera, Plank? Oh, hey, guys. Um, <laughs> you know, I just flew in here from Canada, and uh, I just am a little jet-lagged. But, uh, yeah, I'm here to talk about the truckers today. Eh? <laughs> thanks, for, uh, thanks for coming and, you know, being here today, Plank. Uh, we hope you can make it through the podcast without being too bored. Oh. <laughs> Come on, dad joke. Dad joke. And um, Chris was talking about thin lines and all that stuff. So I picked a question that I feel Slide like is a, a nice little startup question for combo today. If you could receive $1 billion, right? <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Listen, no, wait. <laughs> <laughs> if you could receive $1 billion to fix your family and friends' problems. But after you could never see, like whoever you helped, you could never see them again. Wow! Would you? Oh my goodness, that's horrific. Um, it's a decent question. Who wrote that? I don't know. I got you. I know I wouldn't help anybody. <laughs> <laughs> let me finish. Let me finish out. Let me finish out. Cause say like this: say my friend's in debt, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm not gonna pay off his debt and fix his problem, but I'm gonna take him on every vacation with me. I'm gonna buy his cars for him. No, no, no. The you you don't get the billion dollars. Which I'm. It's either the you get the billion dollars. <laughs> you get the billion dollars to perform these acts, or you get nothing. Wait, time. I thought that was part of the question. Did he? Did you think there was a point in which you could keep it? No. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I can't. 
Oh shit! Goddamn! <laughs> Christian heard the first part of the joke. I mean, he heard the first part of the, the question and shut the rest of his brain off. Chris said, "I ain't giving nobody nothing. Ain't nobody getting shit." This yo, my billion dollars. Oh, Chris would be like, "Yo, I would, I would pay that bill, bro, but I'm never gonna speak." <laughs> I think I would ask them. No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, all right, boom. You know what? If this, I how's gonna go? Problem? Like, yeah, I'm cool. Never talking again. All right, fuck you. I'm not paying <laughs> your bills, nigga. I'll just be like, you know, ma, you know, I can give you a billion dollars, but like, you can never see me again. She probably choose the billion I got, dollars. I think it's ninety-five percent of my family will take it. Yeah, I think so not, too. No disrespect. Like, yeah, no disrespect. that's cool because I'll probably do it too. Like, if my cousin come to me talking about some no, billion dollars, I will take yes, it. Yes, sir. So. Um, I think what I would do is I would take the money, right? Uh-huh. And I would try to help as many, cause you you know you have those friends where it's like y'all, y'all don't talk every now and then, yeah. Or it's like yeah, y'all really might not talk at all. Y'all might have lost touch, but you like still friends through social media. You like to see how they're doing, or whatever. Yeah. Like as many distant people have like that where we don't talk mm-hmm. or rarely talk. Mm-hmm. If I could help you and then never talk to you again, you ain't gotta know what came yeah. from me really. If I could bless the people on the outskirts like that. Yeah, yeah. But like my close family members, nah, y'all can have to stay down. And I, you know what's even crazier about that? I think, well, if you say you did do someone that was really close to you, mm-hmm. I think you would come to realize that friendships are more important than money. Mm-hmm. Because I think through that, isol- you would miss them so much. Yeah. And you would be like, Damn. I would rather not even have the money. And on some real shit though, like how would you feel if the person like... If they, if you had that conversation with them and they're just like, yeah, I'm cool taking that and I'll never talk. No, that's a real shit. Like, yeah. how would you feel? I would be like, okay. Like, I'm coming to you because I understand that that's an option. I can fix your problems. Like, why would you not give your friend that or your family that option? Yeah. Like, you don't know what kind of crisis people be in. So, like, yeah, that's a billion dollars. That's not could no they, little chunk change. Could they help me after I give them the billion? No, you never. You'll never see what, them. What can they drop me a hundred mil and never see me again? <laughs> Chris, <laughs> Chris <laughs> trying to. Chris got the friend that he already was looking to cut off. Chris, I'm like, listen, man. <laughs> no shit, rough for you, bro. But I got you. But you could never talk to me again. But I just need you to swing back, hundred mil. We good. We good. Man. Do your thing. Do your thing. Do your thing, playboy. That's funny as hell. Jace, what would you do? Um, it can only be people that are close to you. No, no, no. I just said like uh, friends and family. So it could, I guess, some uh, an acquaintance. Like if you had a classmate that you knew mm-hmm. in passing, but you, you know, like, yeah, I'm, I guess I would consider myself friends with that person. It doesn't have to be like your closest. Friend. I would give it to all of my family members that are unvaccinated because they're monsters <laughs> and I don't ever want to see them again. <laughs> This is what happens when you give Jason money. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking funny. Nah, I don't know. I probably wouldn't give it to anyone. Yeah, right? Yeah. I don't know. If I can't have it. Yeah, if I can't have it. (laughs) the hell? If I can't have 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 it. If you told me I was going to get like 10% of that, maybe. I'd be like, all right. Facts. But think think about it, Lay. Think about it. Anybody that really piss you off, it's kind of like you could pay their problems off. You kind of like you poofing them away too. Mm-hmm. So what is that? That could be a loophole, but I really don't mm-hmm. fuck with you. But I'm gonna help you, so I don't, I don't ever gotta see you again. Um, no, I wouldn't do that because, like, I don't like. I'm not help. Like, 
Not not on no like heat and shit or anything. Like I'm not helping nobody that I don't fuck with. <laughs> so like I'm gonna go to somebody like you never know. You never know people's financial or yeah. like what people are going through or like maybe your friend's like <coughs> grandparents needs like surgery doesn't have money or whatever but they don't tell you shit like that because like you know some things are just to yourself you never know who you could yeah. be helping they'll so, never see you again but you know family's more important than you seeing me that's just your little friend on the side yeah. and it's the I one more thing that's saying we were done like you can't think of nobody that you wouldn't pay to, to never talk to again we're not gonna say another minute. We don't know name. No, no. no we're not gonna say no names. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna have a demi cry hate page. <laughs> That's how you know we really made it. Start it up. That means we doing something right. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um. Nah. I mean, like niggas are always gonna be niggas and be annoying. Why can't it? So like <laughs> it immediately went to niggas. Why couldn't it be some of these women? No, because like I don't, I don't be having like beef like that. Nah, like if I don't like if me and I if I have like fallouts with my friends, it's never on no like disrespectful shit. It's on some shit like we just don't talk anymore. So I would never be like on no like I'm gonna pay you to never see like never see you again. Like that's crazy to me. But like I don't know. Yeah. Well, some niggas I would probably like be like, yo, here's some bread, like stop fucking bothering me. But again, like I don't care. Down that much. In the DM. And um, I was thinking, I was watching the show, which made me write this in the note. If y'all saw it before, y'all got to think about it. But if you didn't see it, then you can't blame me because I put it in the note. But right, so I was watching a show. It's about superheroes. Ain't about to get nobody no free plugs, but. One of the superheroes, they were talking, and they were saying that, like, when they were younger and they figured out they, they got superpowers, that all they wanted to do was save the world. <clears throat> and as she got older, that she realized that, you know, some of the people that are running the world are the ones destroying it. So how do you save it? Type mm-hmm. shit, right? So she said, which I was like, I was watching, I'm like, oh, shit, that, mm-hmm. that's dope. But she was like, she was like, I don't know when I stopped or when I reached the brink of, you know, like you talking about the thin line, mm-hmm. she was like, I don't know when I crossed over from being hopeful to being naive, to being naive. Mm-hmm. And she was like, now I don't know what's, what's what anymore. Yeah. She was like, I don't know if I'm being hopeful or if I'm being naive. Yeah. So I was like, what's the difference between, well, well obviously you know the difference <laughs> between the two words, but like, how do you know when you're in which part? Yeah. I think the first thing she said, I would disagree with. Only, <laughs> only be, was it her or she? Was it he? Uh, the first thing she said that I stopped trying to save the world because no 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 she didn't stop trying she said the people that that she thought when she was trying to save the world she's yeah. saving the world against bad people yeah she's saying that she was saving the world from people that are pretending to be good but they're really bad yeah so only okay the reason I was gonna say is because I think what I've what I my opinion as of now 25 is that everyone thinks they're trying to do good like mm-hmm. everyone like even even Hitler, for instance, thought. Be careful. Is this like yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. no. Yeah. I'm saying no. I, I brought up. There's, there's a pattern here. No, <laughs> I brought up the worst person I, can, I think I can think yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. I, but in his head, 
he thought he was doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. The guy was completely wrong, but he thought, right? So it's crazy because, and this is why I think like people like us, for instance, or people who want to see good, like our, what we think is good. If you think someone else is good, isn't good, Mm -hmm. you should really work extremely hard to be in a sense better than them. Like rise to power, whatever you want to do, because if you don't, then their version of good, right, wrong wins, right? So I think in a sense, you never stop trying. Mm -hmm. Because if you truly in your heart feel like your version of whatever is better, is going to bring more good to the world, it's going to be better off than the next person, then why would you let them just do what they do and Mm -hmm. not try to stop it, not try to step in, not try to rise yourself up, you know? What was the second question? Um, what are the differences between being hopeful and being naive? Thin line, like we talked about before, very thin line. Because mm. people who are like, say you're hopeful, you have a dream to be, like you always bring up rappers. Say you have a dream to be a rapper. Mm-hmm. Technically, probably like one in ten thousand rappers, maybe less, worse than that. Maybe like one in a one in a million rappers actually become successful and have a successful life and career in rapping so if you pursue that and think you can make it in a sense you're naive yeah but the only way you do make it is if you're hopeful and naive in a sense that i know those people fail but i I could still do it anyway so i think there's a thin line Mm, i agree I, i just think hopeful is like realistic i think hopeful is like um setting expectations that you know you can meet Mm. to some type of extent like we're all able to be like a business owner Mm -hmm. you know you're obviously going to need to take like little steps and and things like that so i feel like if you set certain expectations and like you can be hopeful for putting yourself through like certain processes uh naive is just like you trying to oh you trying to to take yourself out of something that you you know is is not like feasible to any kind of like way shape or form like okay it's you have to be hopeful to be a rapper to think you're going to be a rapper is naive but you have to be hopeful to be a rapper Mm -hmm. but are you going to be that rapper if you're not like actually making music that people want to hear yeah. or not going out to go work on a stage or like, work on a stage but like concerts and shit like that mm-hmm. like you're not I don't know so hey, would you it. say would you say like from what I understand what you're saying would you say that naive hopefulness is naiveness with a plan yeah. Yeah. That's that's that was uh my differences. I would say it's within the actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it would be naive, like you. The difference between hopeful and being naive is noticing the patterns, right? Mm-hmm. But having a plan for the so for like, you were doing something and the odds were against you, right? Like we played football, right? Yeah. So playing college football is a small percentage. Yeah. Of people that do that, it's even a smaller percentage of people that go to the NFL. Yeah. 
if we were in high school and our coaches told us, well, you know, th- there's already a, a small amount of people that play for college, so you should just start looking at trade school or just trying to, you know, get an academic scholarship because football is just is off the table. It's too hard. That would be like, you know, like they're trying to shit on their dreams. So they're trying to put place it in your mind. Like it would be naive of you to think that. Mm-hmm. But if you're a hopeful person, you would have a plan. You'd be like, I can keep this mindset because I know the things that I'm doing, mm-hmm. God willing, because, you know, that's where the hope comes in is outside factors that play a part, you know, that sickness, health and all that stuff. Yeah. But without those out those outliers, I know that the things that I'm doing and the plans that I have set forward is going to put me in position to do these things. Like you have, I'm not going to share it, but you have something posted around your apartment, mm-hmm. right? And when you look at it, it's a reminder to you. Yeah. And that is not a naive reminder because you're putting the steps forward and you're doing the things that is needed to reach that goal. Yeah. It would be naive of you to have that posted and you sat in a crib and played video games every day and you didn't have any source of income. That would be naive. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You feel me? But as long as you like, you're setting the best foot, you're putting the best foot forward, and you're actually like setting goals and you're accomplishing them, then it's good to keep that hope because the hope only comes that you know, God forbid, any of those outside factors come into play, or things that are out of your control. But you know, they talk about you know, uh, luck is when pr- uh, preparation meets, you know, all yeah. that stuff. So it's yeah. like you have to put yourself in those positions. So like the hope isn't like I hope I'm gonna be good. It's like nah, I know I'm gonna be good. I hope I'm gonna get the opportunity. So that's what I would say would be the difference. Okay. Right. Now, you said Joe Rogan's a racist? No, I'm joking. Nah. Yeah, so they were trying to say I that Joe... I Joe Rogan, man. Nah, yeah, I got it. How do you guys feel? So, so I was... <coughs> I, didn't, I, been, I didn't get to see the video either. I did. I did. Because I they took podcast, it offline so I, oh. really quick. What? They took it offline really this quick. Is, this is where, like, I, we've, we spoke about this a lot on this show, right? First off, we could start by saying, obviously, Joe Rogan was wrong for saying what he said. You know what I'm saying? But this is where I always tell you guys, like, my problem with the internet in today's culture is, like, people who really go out their way to, like, took all his episodes, took out the context, Max, chopped it up, and made it sound way crazier than it really was. Like, they made it look and sound crazy because it took it out of context and they just chopped yeah. it up, chopped it up, chopped it up. It's just the one word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they they bugged out. It's like a stutter. Like, if you, if you had a friend named Richard and everyone called him Dick, yeah. and I cropped your, <laughs> yeah. your podcast, and it was like seven minutes video, yo, Dick, 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 did yeah. you fucking, like, someone might crop that usually. It's me, yeah. fuck it. But, Man. like, that shit is crazy. It's, Not- I do think that it's crazy that he was talking about it in context that many times. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's wild. Was he talking about it in context? Yeah, so he'd be yeah. like saying, say he's talking about Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. He'll be saying lines they said in Pulp Fiction and then say the word. Yeah. Oh, and okay. not take it away. And like one time he was telling a joke about, <laughs> it's, it's it's not funny. It's not funny. It's not. So we, we, just, we just prefaced this in the last oh, Okay, okay, okay. And I was, I was watching actually a commentary on it. What's that guy who's on like that? He's from like South Africa. He's like light-skinned with an afro. What's Chakra that? bars? What's that guy? He's on Comedy Central. He does like the late night. Oh, show. Trevor Noah. Oh, Trevor yeah. Noah. Yeah, yeah. I was watching Trevor Noah speak about it, and he was talking about like being comedian and telling jokes. Because Joe Rogan said a joke about how he went to go watch a movie in the hood, mm-hmm. and he walked into the theaters, and it was like Planet of the Apes. That was a joke he made. That's mm-hmm. a bad joke. Like, yeah. it's, and Joe Trevor Noah was trying to say like, "Yeah, you're a comedian, and you could still be like, you could be, you could, you could not be a sexist, right? But tell a sexist joke that's funny." You cannot mm-hmm. be a racist, tell a racist joke, but it's funny. Like how Dave Chappelle does. Yeah. Yes, he tells I racist was just jokes, about to say that, but they're yeah. funny. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was trying to explain like Joe Rogan, like it was a racist joke, but it was just not, you know, it, it was, was not funny. There goes our Netflix deal. Yeah. It was very but, old. It was very old too. Yeah, yeah. very old. But, but he, he's my, been podcasting for fifteen years. Yeah. Yeah. So if you think about the hours and hours and hours he has worth of content yeah. for a seven minute seven minute video to come up, yeah. it's not a big percentage. One. Yeah. Two, like I said, it is wild that yeah. I almost called him a nigga, but it is wild that the nigga was talking about it for seven minutes. Like yeah. for but I do think the way and I was having this conversation with somebody, cause I wasn't outraged by it per se. And no. in no way am I a person that's like, oh. And let me ask you, you're not outraged because have you consumed this content? Yes. So you know him. Yes. You, like, Which is the the, uh, the same conversation we were having about uh, Kevin Samuels, right? Yeah. If you understand his mindset and you yeah. understand where he comes from, the sa- I was saying to the person, I feel like Joe Rogan is the same type of person, just like Nick, Nick Cannon, right? They consume a lot of information, right? So when you consume a lot of information... There's a very big possibility that you might get some information that is incorrect, or some there might be a possibility that you just studied, you know, one side of it and you're seeing it from one side. Yeah. So with the things with Nick Cannon, what he said, it was deemed anti-Semitic, but he was trying to speak from from a biology, from a Darwinism standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. And he said, and he was saying like, let me be, and he doubled down on it when the people said, oh, Joe Rogan's uh, apology kind of made it worse because he was saying that. I'm like, bro, these people. They they'll double down on stuff, but they're willing to learn from their mistakes. Yeah, like uh, Nick Cannon lost his 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 uh you know his deal with Viacom and all that. Yeah, they allowed him to take a course. They allowed him to meet with someone mm-hmm. who's you know learned in that subject, and they sat down. He learned why the things he said was wrong. Mm-hmm. If Joe Rogan was to sit down and learn from somebody mm-hmm. on why even speaking about it in a certain context or speaking about it too yeah. much might be wrong or problematic, yeah, I think he would be willing to learn from that. And I think it was so old. He already's learned from it. Yeah. And this is where I knew. This is where I was like, I don't think he's wrong. No, not that he wasn't wrong. This is where I would think he wasn't racist. Yeah. When everyone who is actually black and thorough people, like people I respect in the community, we're all saying Joe Rogan's not racist. Joe Rogan's a cool dude. He was wrong for saying it, but you're talking about Jay Prince. You always talk about Jay Prince. Jay Prince came out and said he wasn't racist. 19 Keys made a good point. It's like, Joe Rogan's not racist. What they're really doing is they don't like the fact that he was talking about certain things a certain way. Yeah. So they kind of, they try to use this as a tactic to cancel him. But the problem is they realize, and this is where I think it's good for the world to see that this independent media is so like powerful and has such a strong base that those things don't work anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like there's people who have their fan bases, like Joe Rogan might get more views and have more yeah. subscriptions on his podcast and YouTube than CNN and Fox might get on their actual shows. Mm-hmm. Like that's how, and Jordan Peterson explaining it. He's saying legacy media is dying and it's gonna die. Mm-hmm. He goes, you're on your last leg when the only way for you to get attention is from like, by like propaganda and like clickbait. Mm-hmm. He says when a media outlet results put like goes to clickbait to try to get attention, they're done. Yeah. And he was like, there's no way legacy media can compete with the Joe Rogans and everyone else in the world because YouTube's free to use. Mm-hmm. There's no barriers of entry, and we anyone we got in it, anyone can get in it, mm-hmm. and you can get traits of viewers' attention. You can they can't compete. It's too expensive what yeah. they do. Mm-hmm. So a newer, younger market came around that this is how business and this is how capitalism works. It ate the old, yeah. and there's nothing they can do about it. Mm-hmm. And they're really panicking because mm-hmm. they didn't like the way he was talking about the it's vaccine. To the newspaper. <laughs> yeah, they thought they could cancel him. Mm-hmm. We don't like what he's saying about the vaccines. Mm-hmm. We'll put him out. 
I, you can't. I, I think what right. you was talking about before were uh, personality types. Mm-hmm. I think Joe, like certain people are so inquisitive. He's super that, open. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, they yeah, yeah. they almost forget about the fact that the things that they're speaking about because they're only speaking about it from a educational standpoint. Yeah, can be offensive because mm-hmm. he's not talking about or like. Like you said, he made some jokes, whatever. Right. Um, they talked about that on Flagan, where you know sometimes you make jokes where it's yeah. it may not be tasteful, but you have to take those yeah. those risks as a comedian, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think in the context that he feels like he was talking about it, he wasn't speaking about it from hate. He was yeah. he's not viewing it as a hateful word because he would say, you know, the S word as derogatory to to uh, <laughs> Spanish people. He would say the yeah. uh, a K word. He would say all these words because he's speaking. From just dialogue. He's yeah. not saying it to anyone yeah. or meaning anything by it. But you just have to be mindful of yeah. you know, people and they do say that the smarter you are, the less like Yeah. Like I just I just I can't understand that that offended you. Like close that gap. Yeah. <laughs> it's simple information. Yeah. I'm telling you you're too but like whatever. Yeah. Like some people just don't have that like mm-hmm. um sim- they're not able to sympathize with people when they yeah. just feel like they're putting out information. Yeah. I do think he's that type of person. Yeah, and I, and like that incident was so old too. It's like he's like, bro, Dave Chappelle took him on tour. Okay. Like, how racist you think the guy really is? Dave Chappelle took him on tour. You got David Goggins who dealt with racism his entire life, wrote a book on it, everything. Is co-signed this guy and said, "No, Joe, Joe, Joe Rogan's a thorough dude." Yeah. Killer Mike. Killer. He's a thorough dude. And I, I do think people that. Are if if you're like a certain thing, like all right, let's say if I was a racist, <laughs> let's say I was one of the racist NFL owners. <laughs> yeah, not if I was. <laughs> let's say I was one of the racist NFL uh, yeah. owners. The market I work in is saturated with the thing that I might hate, right? Yeah. And now I have to work with yeah. these people because it has, yeah. Like I, I would literally just lose oh, lose everything that I'm working for. Capitalism, but there's people bro. like like in media. Yeah. If Joe Rogan was, uh freaking promoting shit and just there's people that have you know these Trump radio stations where they're like oh well we want Kyle Rittenhouse to come down here and tell us why yeah. you shot these people and why your they, second man is so important yeah. come down here Kyle Rittenhouse like yeah. he's not one of those people they're not and calling he, he has, he's in Texas he has enough power and, and it's just like come on bro like if he's really even, he's not gonna put my bad but yeah. he's not gonna put a black person yeah. right it, on his media platform to promote whatever agenda he has going on, yeah. because I'm, 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 if I'm racist, I have all this money. Yeah. I have all these people following me. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Yeah. I, I'll, I'll be loud and I'll be proud about it, like some of these people are. Yeah. But it's like I think if he was, he would have went that route. He wouldn't have so many black associates. He wouldn't be like just certain yeah. people that by default they have to be around things that they don't yeah. like. So it's like oh, like I'll just like uh Donald Sterling. He's talking about. <laughs> like his players yeah. and shit like these are people that work for you yeah. and he's telling his wife that he don't want to be around them I don't even want to be around them and shit like this so it's yeah. like those people that are stuck in those mindsets they they have the bread but they can't get away from that yeah. Joe Rogan has the bread and he's in a market where he could be away from that if he wants and, to and that's what and that's what Jordan Peterson was saying is why that kills legacy media even faster because they can like they ever even call him alt-right like he's alt-right but then what we do is you can as you, you can just go watch his content and for the people who went and watched his concert and realized, oh wait, they were lying. This guy is the most. Everybody. Guy take. They were calling art right. The guy takes shrooms. The guy. He's been. He's been caught on camera sympathizing for more socialist and and liberal ideals. He very progressive and people keep around. So it's like you said this one thing about him, 
We went and watched it. It was cap. Now you know from that logic, oh wait, CNN and Fox News isn't reliable. Mm-hmm. And then now it just starts to spiral. Then you just lost five more percent of your of your fan uh, of CNN and, and viewers. You just lost more five percent. Happens again. You just lost another five percent. Keeps happening over and over and over. And it's like eventually you're dead as a company. And that's why I love capitalism, bro. Because even to your point, how these racist owners don't like black people, right? But they still can't help but hire them because the market demands for it. You will not win a football. If you have no <laughs> black players on your football team, you will go 0-17. Yeah. I guarantee Back it. out the Louisiana whiteouts and let's see, <laughs> let, let's see them get a fucking Super Bowl. I right? guarantee it, bro. You go. You will go 0-17 if you said, I'm going to have no black, no black people on my team. You will lose every single game by a lot. Like yeah. bad. That's true. The yeah. Altoona juggernaut. <laughs> <laughs> Basketball too. Also, maybe can you even get away with it in baseball or hockey? Nah. All white players on a baseball. I know black are Dominican. He's still black. I ain't winning a World Series without my people. You man. can get away with it in hockey, maybe, right? But yeah, hockey's all white people, I think, for the most part. Yeah, probably. Hockey. But hockey don't make no. It doesn't comparatively don't make no bread. <laughs> I find it so funny how we started breaking out which sport can be racist. <laughs> <laughs> which great. sport can have all whites? <laughs> Lacrosse. Bad Batman's got it down back. <laughs> I don't even think that Batman could do it. I think um, cricket can't do it. Yeah, I think like listen, bro. A Middle Eastern. You know where they could do it? Asian people. water polo. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what a photo guy. That that joke hit on a few different levels. That was fucking, that was funny. That was funny. That was funny, bro. I just that's so crazy to me. Like the people that think like that is like the people that just like they they want to go home. They want to have their steak and potatoes. They wake up. They want to have their steak and eggs. And for lunch, they want to have a spam sandwich. Like yeah. you're not trying to eat anything outside of that just because you're not willing to try anything. It's like if you ever had any doubts yeah. in your mind about a certain people. What like me? I like to be proved wrong or right. Cause either way, yeah, I I know whatever I was thinking is either I was tripping mm-hmm. and it's not that bad, or I know like I was right and I ain't fucking with that shit. You yeah. feel me? Either way, it's a win for me. Yeah. So it's like, why wouldn't you want to go speak to a certain type of person or mm-hmm. you know experience something and be like, nah, that's not for me. You know what's funny, bro? And this is how humans work, bro. Is that's the same mechanism of the mind that'll make someone say Michael Jordan is the best basketball player of all time, and I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear that anyone else is better than him. Like that, what causes that to happen in the brain is the same thing. You're like, yo, I don't get how someone could just not want to just talk to someone other race. It's the same thing, bro. This group identity, group identity. You group yourself in a group and that's it. Like everyone on the other group is bad, bad people, bad, bad. Okay. But with the Joe Rogan conversation, right? Okay. I feel like it, it, it boils down to like some point. Do you guys think it's never okay uh-huh. to say the N-word? Is, white is there, to say it. Yeah, is there a context when it's okay? You know, it's funny. If you're quoting yeah, something. Growing right? up. Okay. Like I think, if, I'm, if I'm quoting Malcolm X, yeah. am I not supposed to say if he says it in a speech? Is it, am I, yeah. The Dick Gregory book you gave That's me. That's what I was just thinking. It's hey, what are you t- reading? It's the uh, title of it. It's the title of the book. I'm, well, I'm, I'm supposed to do that to him and not say the title that he yeah. named his own autobiography yeah like that's disrespectful to him at a certain yeah. point right yeah and let me ask you guys growing like, up in north jersey yeah i was just about to say that how like, many white people do you I, know i grew up with a like a couple white kids and yeah. like when we were growing up they said nigga like bro it, it's like when we got older then everybody was like yeah you can't say that yeah. but like us in the park like yeah we was fucking swinging that like bro, everybody was saying I got, nigga, and i don't think it's 
I, I got see. white friends, bro. Like you got white friends too, yeah. who literally since the age of like <laughs> seven, ten, only grew up with black and Spanish people. Yeah, only hung out with black and Spanish people. And I can promise you, I know for a fact they say the word, mm-hmm. and no one in the room says anything. No, I might have brought up on the previous podcast before, but there was a dude that was on No Jumper, and from when he was six months old, he was adopted by a black family. Mm-hmm. All his cousins. Yeah. His, his nickname is Milk. He said, like, I go home, they call me white boy, they call me milk. He said, I talk like this, people are like, oh, he trying to act hood. Motherfucker, he said, my family probably blacker than yours. Yeah. And he's like, bro, if I grew up and they allowed me to say this word, and it's a part of my vernacular, it's like the, um, what 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 movie is that? Uh, Ice Age, where one of them is, uh, uh, Ice Age is like one of the second ones, or third one, I don't know, there's so many of them now. But, uh, one of, the, the girl who's a woolly mammoth, yeah. her brother's are um like muskrats mm-hmm. and she thinks she's a muskrat because she's never seen herself and the muskrat family adopted her you feel me true on some tarzan shit true like you uh-huh. want him to put on pants and and not to sweeten from trees true. like he grew up with animals like so he's and going he... to be what oh, whoa, whoa let me <laughs> 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 yeah <laughs> you reel us back in somebody chopped this up <laughs> But whatever you, you bro, it were, nah, but like, like honestly though, whatever you grew up around, bro, that's gonna impact you. Just like yes. people like, oh, like bro, I never understood it when I, cause the way I grew up, I was in Patterson, I was raised by a father who had four black boys, and he was putting information in our lap from a young age to make sure that we yeah. become a statistics. You feel me? Yeah. And you were raised the same way, and I would go to places that like I, uh, I remember one year for vacation we went to Myrtle Beach. And there was some kids that staying at the hotel, and they were they were getting relocated because they were Katrina victims, and they were, they were twins. And like we were talking, and it was like, "Yo, yeah, like your accent is mad heavy." So they was like, "Yeah, like they was like, y'all sound like y'all, y'all from New York, but y'all different though." We was like, "What you mean?" It was like, "Cause you're not saying son every other word." It was like, "Honestly, y'all talk white." And I was like, "What?" And like I remember like leaving school from Montclair, and I come back to Paris, and people, were like, "Oh yeah, like you, you talk like a white boy." But it's like just because I'm not using ebonics, it's not viewed as slang. So yeah. whatever it is that I'm saying, like, but this is the household I grew up in. If, yeah. if if I was ever in the house and I tried to use any slang with my pops, he was correcting yeah, it all for yeah. it. Ain't, there was no double negatives in the crib. There was none of that. Only like, slang you can use in a Jamaican house. Was no. I wouldn't. I would. I couldn't say that my dad. Like there isn't any. Like because right. he's first generation here. Mm-hmm. He got four kids, and he want to make that an example of I came here for a reason. And I put these kids in a position to where they need to be. So when you speak to my sons, they can be a representation yeah. of all my hard work. And that's how my pops always been. So, yeah, I can speak like I'm from the hood, but I can speak in a professional setting with no problem. Yeah, You you shouldn't want to be a chameleon. In, I mean, a, I almost say chameleon. A chameleon anyway. <laughs> chameleon too. Facts. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro. And as you said, the point, like my mom, bro, like I graduated college, did well, got a job and everything. My mom will still be like, yo, Christian, so, like, you get me mad, like. Why don't you talk like you graduated from school? Like, talk like it. I'm home. Like, if I'm home, like, just, she doesn't want to hear no slang come out my mouth, bro. Yeah. She's like, talk like you graduated from college. It's like, my yo, mom's... damn, we sitting at Christmas table. Like, right. <laughs> like, if I want to curse here and there, it's okay. Or just you slang and, you yeah. know. Yeah. My mom's very much like that, too. Uh, growing up, we were, she was huge on, like, the please and thank you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I feel like now that's, like, a dying thing. Like, I, do you guys feel like people say please and thank you? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I say please. I, I, I always, like, please. I always you, yeah. But do you feel like people say it to you? Like, yeah. do you hear it often outside? Like, if you hold the door and stuff? Say it to me. I'm going to be honest. 
and it's just and I. Yeah, I've grown if they don't, I just say you're welcome. Me too. No, <laughs> I, I don't know. do that. I, I don't do that. If I hold let the me, door open for you, let me ask you guys a question. I think we all been in diverse areas. We've all been in hood. We've all yeah, been in suburbs. We've all been in, you know what I'm saying? Do you guys feel like I could be, I don't know what the word you call it, but, you know, overgeneralizing, but do you think people from the suburbs use thank you and please less? I do. I think they use, I I've, I go to the hood and I give more like, thank Love. you. Like, I think like, it's, please. It's, 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 yeah, like, it's audacity. And it's, um, it's, uh, audacity. You, you expect this person <laughs> like, to help. Like if I if I grew up and someone was folding my laundry and washing my dishes and I could say, Hey, make me a sandwich and it was a part of their job, I don't have to say please because I'm just expecting these things. Like it's supposed to be it's supposed That's to happen. That's not true. But no, no, I'm I'm not saying for everybody. Yeah. But I'm saying the mindset behind it would be like me, anything anyone does for me, I'm appreciative of it. Yeah. So especially if I'm gonna ask somebody to do something, mm-hmm. I'm just always gonna say please or like I'm going to I'm going to thank them. Like we we'll do something for this and obviously this is a group thing we all and I'm still going to thank you for your work because you didn't have to. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to record, you didn't have to show up, you didn't have to do anything. Yeah. So it's always going to be a thank you. So when people kind of don't use that, I feel like it's like it kind of might be a, a a representation of how you were brought up because yeah. you know, us we freaking I don't know how many grandkids deep at grandma house like so you you always just know to say please and thank you. Yeah. So no matter what, it's just respect. What I don't like, and this happens to me sometimes, you guys ever sneeze and no one say bless you? Facts. I know. I say bless me too. I let I let people know when they should have no. said some shit. Bro, you, know you know what's a big thing for me? What? When uh, like you call out for somebody and they answer you what? Word. Oh my God. I don't know if maybe that came from like my that. mom, like growing yeah. up, but I was like... Oh, you are so fucking rude! Like, yeah, don't answer me. Not what? answer me. I what? Do. But what about is the tone? Cause like you like your Christian, I'm like yo, like what? No. Yeah, my dad. You know what my dad used to do to me? Chris, yeah. <laughs> you know what, my dad. He knows that sounds crazy. <laughs> you said it, and I didn't even feel like you really had hope. <laughs> I was, just, you know, she, she got to test the waters. My dad advice he used to call me Christian. I like what? You know what he would do? Say nothing. nothing. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. My parents still nothing. do it. Yeah. Not a word. I, then I would have to walk all the way over there. Because, you know, I guess respecting. Yeah. Why is he saying what? Come here now. Mm-hmm. I, I always say that to my dad. I'm like, dad, like, why don't you just say come here after? Like, if you might be... Co- like, sometimes someone will be coming up the steps. You don't know who it is. So you might call out a name so you can see who it is. Yeah. So you're not going to say who's coming up the steps. But if you just say my name, I'm like, yeah... But but yes, different. And I walk in. I'm I'm like I'm like I'm like yeah. No, I'm just saying. My dad will do it yeah. no matter how you respond. Yeah. He just doesn't respond back after he calls your name. <laughs> like my mom's nickname is Joy. He's like Joy. My mom's like yes. Like you need me. Like I'm like I what know. happened? He, he just thinks that pause like means oh, like you you have been summoned. Yeah, I hate that man. Like you're like a like, like I'm a dog or something. Yeah. I guess parents got that look in you like yeah. You know, Get over here, yeah. I, I, I hate when my parents yeah. do that, man. So we all experienced this thing. I thought it was my yeah. dad thing. No, nah. I, I started doing it back to him. I'd be like, Dad. <laughs> He'd be like, what? You know what I, I'm yo, like, no, I, no, I, no, I, I, feel, I don't want anything. Name now. I'd be like, Alicia. You know what I do, bro? This is off topic, but it's still back to the bless you. 
if I sneeze in public, I take my headphone out to hear if anyone says bless you. <laughs> Chris, said, Chris don't be playing with nobody. That motherfucker better realize who that person is. <laughs> Just to make sure, like, if they, I'm going to say thank you, you know what I mean? But I'd listen. I know I'm going to say thank you. Okay, cool. And then. That's funny as hell. Um, you talking about COVID today? Hmm? COVID. I thought we had. I thought COVID was on the list. Nah, no. Lay has a COVID. Was... Um, they said that this is supposed to be. So they say that if COVID was supposed to end after the twenty fourth, um, month. Yeah. And this mm-hmm. in March is supposed to be the twenty fourth month. Sakabo. So it's supposed to be. What you said, Saka bullshit. To... Huh? Remember it was two weeks. Yeah. Just, go, just go inside for two weeks That's all Bro, That's all I'm asking What I think I think too What they're realizing Is that everything... I'm still on spring break I'm sorry I just have to reiterate that Like I came home for spring break And I'm still here Wow <laughs> but Bro they were, Bro they were saying I think they're realizing That all the shit They made us do Was a tad bit pointless And now they're like Let's open up Realizing like What was a tad bit pointless so like I, I saw the quarantine. Yeah, I saw the point. The like the lockdown, right? Yeah. That like so. There's always a saying of unintended consequences. Like you think you're doing good, but the world and especially these systems and stuff that we had are so complex that you think you're doing good, but you actually implement something that the consequence of it is way worse than the good you thought you were doing. Word. Okay. Yeah. So things like the lockdown, it had such a negative impact on people's mental health on the economy and all these other things. And then when they did the correlation of how many lives it might've saved, there's still more research that needs to be done, but it's just mm-hmm. something that came out of how many lives it saved because we went into lockdown. It's very low. So we went into lockdown. It didn't save a lot of lives from us being in lockdown, but it has all these negative effects. And this study came out from John Hopkins, which is a very credible school. Yeah. But even I was watching one podcast with uh, David Badevi. I think that's his full name. He was saying, "Isn't it funny how not a single news, not a single news on uh, the news has covered this at all? Like you don't think of a study came out that said this, like this is big, and mm-hmm. no one's saying a word about it. What if we stopped? That's, that's strange to people. Like that's not. He was talking about it. No, that is strange. You know, you know, you know, who Patrick Badavia is. Nah, really, mm-hmm. he's a big. He's he owns this really big companies. He's he's a powerful guy." And he was saying, like, look, no one's talking about it. Like, you guys should pay attention to this. What if so we what stopped if we, natural order and Darwinism? What if we didn't go into lockdown, though? Like, we wouldn't know, like, that what if factor. Like, it would people have, like, would more people have died? Like, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we couldn't save yeah. a lot of people. But we don't know if more people could have died because we were all kind of, like, around each other. I have a theory, though. Okay. I think the reason why, especially from what I've seen, mm-hmm. I guess it's more personal. From what I've seen, I think we went into lockdown, but the world didn't really go into lockdown. Mm-hmm. For instance, when we were in quarantine, the clubs were shut down. People were still going to house parties. Yeah. Like, I can't say that during this <clears throat> quarantine period, I didn't see the people I would have already been seeing. Mm-hmm. So, but if you're like, say, a China or something, and you really do a lockdown, did it study cover? I don't know. But like, say yeah. China's like, yo, 
But China did really good with that. Like their numbers went like did really well as soon yeah. as they went in lockdown. But that's the thing. But they're China. Yeah, their government mm. is different from mm. ours. <laughs> like, China, China yeah. tell you don't go outside. Like one, you can't trust those numbers, and two, that too. If they that do, too. you know, if they lock down, they're locking down. Yeah, that's why yeah. they're like bolting your like door shut. Yeah. And yeah. that's why Jordan, Jordan yeah. Peter was saying, he goes, American politicians and like the rest of the world has to like be aware that you can't just. He was saying for like an egalitarian, no, authoritarian, like how China government is, use yeah. a word for it. You can't just follow what they do because it's China in a sense. Like, you mm-hmm. know their culture. You know the way they are. They're the type of people to lie about numbers. They're the type to tell their citizens, hey, you're not going outside. We're, Don't we're speaking yeah. about politicians, people, yeah. not Chinese No, not people. the people. Oh, my God. I love Chinese people. <laughs> I have so many. I have oh, literally I Chinese so friends. Chinese no, no, no. I just, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah. You know, mind sensitive ass to think of that. People are stupid. The year, the year of the tiger this year. So that's the year of courage. So make sure you guys be courageous this year. Oh, man. I was born the year of the rat, bro. We all were, right? What is uh, it? We're 96. I'm, we I'm are. Ox. They're not. I'm ox. What's the know. what's the rat do? There's a benefit. It has to be I don't. Right. I think we're supposed to be like really wise, and and um, and we're supposed to be like the rat is like nimble. We yeah, can get through stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's some of our traits. You know, I fuck with it. You know, it's funny. There's so many different cultures that says like depending on when and how you were born, you have all these different traits. Mm-hmm. I wonder if all of them should like line up. Like if you took. Astro- was it astronomy? Astrology? What do you guys do? Astrology. Astrology. If you took astro- astro- my, my fault. Astronomy is the thing that's Astrology. actually important. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's like, real. As, as, <laughs> it's, it's not all hocus focus. <laughs> I'm going to get killed for that. Like If you take astrology and then take the, the Chinese New Year's signs, would they match up? Or if you took like astrology and what else is there? Is anything else out there? Uh, there's like crystals there's and shit. There. If you match all those up for the time periods, would they be the same? If they're not the same, then how reliable are they? Mm. Depends if Mercury's in retrograde or not. <laughs> oh, Who should do that study? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Chris, Chris, fun that. Chris had an actual theory, right? This is my tinfoil hat theory, right? They shut the world down. They made everybody scared. They told you to go inside. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, oh, don't even got to come back outside. We'll send you this Oculus. You have something called the Metaverse. Yep. You don't ever got to leave again. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. Uber Eats. There's DoorDash. Well, you know it's hell. We'll send you a Roomba. You know it's crazy though. We <laughs> got a vacuum. So a percentage of the world are natural introverts, though, right? Mm-hmm. And he's a psychologist, so he views the world a little bit differently. But so like half the world is introverts, right? Mm-hmm. Introverts naturally just want to be by themselves. So any kind of reason to be by yourself, they'll just eat it up even more. <clears throat> so he was saying we don't know what mental effect we had on kids who were young during the pandemic, who are might be natural introverts. And we gave them like so much reason to state yourself even more. What psychological effect those have on those kids who grow up in the mm-hmm. future? Yeah, you know what I mean because there's a there's kind of like you you could be a natural introvert, you know. Yeah, you've like implanted in them that like oh other people are physically dangerous even if they don't mean to be. Yeah. Whereas yeah. you have to be scared of like stranger danger, like someone's mm-hmm. gonna try to like ah take yeah. you, you know. But now it's just like someone could be like very nice to you, but they could be passing you a deadly virus unintentionally that they might be you know carrying so now it's just like yo everybody stranger danger yeah you know like mm. i don't want to interact with nobody if i don't have to yeah and like I, if you were 12 when this i happened, feel like know? like yeah. that's where like the uptick and like anxiety and like depression and all these things which brings a uptick to uh drug usage mm-hmm. you know like in the past year, I think I was reading, it like went up like twenty 
21%. Like, damn. Uh, last year, last year, 2021, the year of 2021, 103,000 people died of drug overdose. Like, it's just little things like that. And it's like, uh, people like get into drugs is a gateway to escape your reality for the most part you know what i mean (coughs) like now people are becoming more self-aware uh people spend a lot of time alone people are you know thinking about things because people are becoming more open about speaking about things so like it's just so many things so many moving parts now that uh, drugs has become bigger than what it is and the stronger the drug the more you forget about whatever it is your problem is I would love you know? to ask I would love to ask a person who's done fentanyl and ask them what that experience is like like what about it makes you go back to it knowing that it's so deadly yeah then they say more young people are dying from fentanyl overdoses mm-hmm. than COVID? fentanyl and uh, opiates yeah Mm-hmm. And uh, a, a lot of people dying from the overdose aren't, um, they're not, what, what is it called? I forgot what they call them, but they're not purposely using fentanyl. Oh. Fentanyl is either in their pills that they were trying to consume mm-hmm. or in like marijuana, Jeez. drinks, like shit like that. What as a yeah. as a drug dealer makes you put a deadly chemical in the drugs you're trying to give? It's economics. Why would you, if you... You would not put a deadly drug because you want the customers to come. I don't back. know. Let's nah. let's let's ask Rite Aid. Drugs, <laughs> drug addicts. Let's ask CVS. Let's ask all these all all that shit. Cigarette companies like all have stuff that's gonna kill you. So yeah. Yeah. I think it's for a lot of people it's risk versus reward. I like, think drug you know? addicts look at um, oh this person's dying oh so they got some like strong shit yeah. like that's their mindset. It's not. Uh-huh. You know, um, oh my God, they're dying. Oh, no, I'm not gonna go near that. No, that's wow. like it's the complete opposite. <laughs> it's I want to try that shit. Like that shit is about to have me hell bent. Like I got a, a perfect parallel for us because we were all in high school at the same time. Yeah, man. I remember first hearing about Four Loco. People was oh yeah, it's making me think his heart stop. Blah, blah, blah. And I I don't know why everyone just started drinking Four Loco after that. Like after like. There's all these news reports and people like, oh, it's fuck. I try to drink a half a can, bro. I woke up the next day in a tree. Like, mad fucking crazy ass stories. In a tree. Right? And you know what? I never drink again. What? A four local. I never drink a four local again. Never. But I, I guarantee you, I drink or it back Bacardi. then. Yeah. And it's like, it's just, it's just like a that on an elevated level. Of like, we heard like, oh, this shit gets you that fucked up. Like, we definitely about to drink that shit. I remember my first mm-hmm. time trying for a local. I'm like, bro. Like this shit, and I drank that first can. I'm like, yo, this shit is really crazy. Like, yeah. shadows feeling loopy. So it was like, and it was a couple years ago when I was 21. All right, all right, guys, I'm only joking. I, I imagine drug mm-hmm. addicts aren't scared to overdose. No, they're not. Right? They're just kind of like, because like, like, I don't. To lose. Yeah, I don't think when they don't have anything to lose, I don't think it's a bad way to die. Probably, you probably no. die high. You probably don't even realize you're dying. It is. No. You know what I'm saying? No I'm pun like, intended. It's euphoric. That's that's why like and uh, some came out like a week ago where Dare was like, you know, shunning them about they they, they feel like they're they're um promoting drug use. Yeah, they're promoting drugs use and and, and, and they're kind of fantasizing it. And I'm like, bro, shows like this, like uh this show, Shameless, like a bunch of shows like that, bro, that shit is important because like you said at the beginning of the episode, that's the 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 nonfiction in the fiction because People really deal with these things. People really have these problems. And 
Euphoria isn't saying drugs are cool. Look at me. Look look at how cool Rue is. It's like, no. <laughs> look at the things how that she's dealing she with. Think. Look right. at how fucked up her life is. Look at how she's tearing her family apart. Mm-hmm. Look at how she doesn't like herself. Look at all these other things. Mm-hmm. And some people might look at that and be like, fuck it. It's worth the hell that I'm living in. Do they show? And some people might be like, you know. In that same show, Euphoria, yeah. do they show like the other side of the school who's like. Penises? Yes. They show no, a lot of penises. No, <laughs> I was like, is there still like the other side of the school where it's like all oh, these people have absolutely no problems going on, and it's like yeah, the, the group four has. Oh um, uh, no! One of the girls who actually everyone have, has a problem in Euphoria. Not mm-hmm. everybody. Everybody has the, a problem the, in Euphoria. Yeah. Who no, no, don't I'm have saying there's certain students that don't like the the girl. No, but the main right. ones. Uh, the main character, the girl that was doing like OnlyFans and stuff, I actually figured out she went to Hackney. Like, she's from Jersey. What girl that was doing? Uh, the, the 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 chubby girl. What do you mean? She hates. No, her no, I'm not. Ta- I'm not talking about. It. I'm saying her boyfriend is normal. Cassie's oh, sister. Oh, her boyfriend is normal. No, so, Cassie's sister's not normal. Nah, she seems relatively normal. Nah, I feel, no, I feel, I feel like she. She, she always lives she's in like the shadow really, of her sister. She's really self-loathing. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. But that's What's not. Even, that, that's like a realistic problem. It's not like she's like some strung out drug that's addict. That's what I'm talking about. No. That's what I meant. Like everyone else. Yeah. 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 She's yeah. just yeah. like, oh, my sister's the popular one, and I'm not like normal. Yeah. I live in her shadow. Oh, that's like yeah. and another thing, I'm like, I'm like, bro, how we drew up a skins? You have to go on HBO late night to watch this, right? Skins would be on. Three o'clock, broad day when we got out of school. Yeah. That show was wild, and Skins UK is even wilder, bro. Darren. Honestly, like it's it's it, it could be like romanticizing it a little bit, but it's with the idea that you're an adult and you should be mature enough and be like, yeah, that's not a good lifestyle to live. But no, I guess you it. could say there's like it's a rock star lifestyle, yeah. like because you could say the same so thing with break, Breaking Bad. Oh, they're they're romanticizing dealing with exactly. Now you're gonna create other housing birds. Like let's no, not, it's not. Who, and let's, who even cares what Darius talking about? Like no disrespect to Dare. <laughs> Dare is clearly tone deaf. Yeah. I would love to see how many kids bro, they stopped bro, th- from doing no, drugs. No, no, no. That. that shit backfired on them, bro. Zero. That shit backfired on them. The uh Dare came into play uh during the Nancy Reagan era, right? Mm-hmm. And basically the the um after the implication of Dare's D- Dare's after the implication of Dare in the school system, mm-hmm. they said that like drug usage rise with teens. Cause they were telling, like I remember, we were doing like uh stuff, and they're telling. There was like drugs. I'm like, I've never heard of any of these drugs. You're like, oh yeah, crocodile. You 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 could make it in your house. You should, and they're giving you the ingredients, yeah, nigga. Yeah. Of course, how, people are going home and, and trying this shit. And like, how many it's a cookbook. And how many of y'all put the how many of y'all put the fucking the, the drunk goggles on us and, and and then said to yourself, I'm never doing this. Yeah, you nah. put the drunk goggles on. I was like, ha ha, like a kaleidoscope. <laughs> Shit wavy. So now, dare. Nah, that shit. We back, don't care what you think. Yeah, that shit backfired him. But um, like things like that, you can you can have that argument. But like um, we did a study in uh, one of my psych classes, and uh, our professor was telling us to go and look at the like. There's so many parents. It's like, oh, we should ban GTA after these games came out. This is when school shoot. Most of the kids that play those games aren't violent kids. And they were saying that like it's almost like a kid that learns how to how to do karate or whatever. He's not just going out in the street and fucking beating the shit out of kids. Mm-hmm. A lot of these kids that don't know how to do things these things or they don't have a controlled environment to do it. You know, if you box, you can go to the gym, I can punch your back. I don't have to beat up on people. Yeah. A lot of those people are getting those things out because they don't have an outlet for it. Yeah. So the kids that are loading up a real gun and going to school, it's not just the kids that learn shit how do on they GTA. Play video games. It, the the study was like ridiculously low, yeah. ridiculously let's low. Let's be honest, 
How many thugs you know really like they spend their day playing video games? They don't got time for games, man. Every day, every, every day is real life, B. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we about to take a break. We got song of the week this week. Song of the week this week is you know a friend of the show. Oh, he was snapping on your story. Yeah, he was snapping. My boy, Baby Lord. You feel me? He got a new. EP out and he has an album coming out, so you know definitely look out for some yeah, some content on, from him. Let me get on the next one. <laughs> I, I send that message through. Thank you, thank you. Thank but you, thank his you. new EP is "It Never Happened" and this is his new song "Onyx" off that EP. It's uh, I believe eight songs on the EP. It's on um, a major platform. I've been waiting for the call, gonna wait. Plug hit my phone, said you gotta meet me. Through my one zone, then I hit the fleet feet. Beaming with the tents, trying not to rip streets. I be goddamn if they scream free me. I be goddamn if my son don't eat. If you suckin' dick, then our tongues won't meet. Everybody fuck, guarantee they won't eat it. My emotions in the streets, I can thug love. Pay before the deadline, show my plug love. I was walking Broadway before the sun's up. Off the porch, going north, got my funds up. School 30, I was bowling, I'm a trap star. Kobe block with my niggas in the backyard. I remember Uvu on a laptop. Now we only parlay on the back block. My homegirl got rich, trapping iPhones. Now she aging, counting money with her eyes closed. Niggas watching all hood, get your eyes rolled. Demon time, haven't got a different time zone. Bitch, I'm falling now. I'm spoiling now. Used to only text my money calling now. I remember back then I was down and now. I'd have never thought we'd have had a falling now. Shit. Hopping out my body. Why you pump faking if you ain't shot it? Why you up hating like I ain't got it? Pearls on my neck feel so aquatic. Serving out plates, I don't mean tectonic. Toxic little nigga, I speak ebonic. Fly like a phoenix, you hook like bonnet. Baby trying to rock with me like onyx. And that was Song of the Week. That was Onyx by Baby Lord Lucci. Who made that beat? Um, I'm not sure. I'll ask. Tough. Yeah. Very clean production. Yeah. I love quality music from mm-hmm. like local people. Yeah. I love when you do quality music because it's like you're taking your craft serious. I know you have to pay for that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, nah, his 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 production is good, his his visuals are good. Visual he he good has too. a he's a he's a he's a fellow creator, so he definitely has a good eye for stuff like that. Look at that, yeah, the way they cover his big boom, big and back being boo. I'm just like beat, but I had to come here, show some love. Lay just here Lay so she don't get fined. Basically, no one had to pay to fine today. Facts, everybody's on time. Um, all right, so Lay. Boom, Kim and Kanye. Had, had a point she wanted to make about, about <coughs> Ye Kim, Kim Gay. Yeah. Um, we're not choosing sides. Let's, let's, let's not use those words, you know. Let me ask you a question about the, but, about the background. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about, like, for instance, Kanye saying, like, asking her to leave, like, E. Like and I, I don't want to I don't want to go out this route. Asking like, her to leave Pete? No E, like saying my family shouldn't be in front of E. Like I should be able to do what I want with my family instead of it. Like you heard, remember you did you see his interview where he was talking about it? Yeah. Where he should have the freedom to like move his family, be with his family, and not have to go ask E. If, the TV. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> did okay. not have to go ask these TV shows. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. 
Kanye, first of all, before he met Kim, was not like a crazy like out in the blogs and shit like that. Like, yeah, he was with like Amber Rose. It, like, Wait, we he, talking about Kanye? Yeah, we're talking, we're talking about the man who went on national television and said and George Bush hates black people. <laughs> you talking about Kanye who went on the yeah. stage drunk as hell off Henny, talking about some Beyonce like, had the best video of all time. Yeah, but that's like that's like regular Kanye stuff. But it wasn't like like Kim Kardashian and her family literally show their whole entire lives. Like yeah. Kanye's not like that. Kanye's just nah, nah, nah. he's just he's a, he's a public nuisance. But yeah, like driving. but he's not gonna get people involved he's in his private life. Like yeah. So, um, <laughs> with that being said, like, he was always kind of uncomfortable with the whole idea of, like, TV and social media when he first did get into the family. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think divorce is already messy. Divorce separation and, yeah. like, kid custodial or whatever, however you say that, yeah. is already messy as is. But when you got money, like mm-hmm. Kim... And you got money like Kanye, that's like a different next level because you guys can literally say and do whatever the fuck y'all want. Yeah. And, Both parties. And I was thinking from like more of a situation how it relates to like the average person. Yeah. So the reason I brought up that background, because I was curious, like I think their example is a great example. Not saying who should be the person, but how you can't have two heads in a relationship. Like there has to be one captain. Because if one person says we're doing this and another person says we're doing this and neither person is going to follow the other person on what they say, they're both going to do their own thing. And it's the complete opposite and contrary. I think that just shows the relationship won't work long term because if, if you're trying to move the Wyoming, save, uh, stop people from having an abortion, run for president and, and keep your family in the and in, in not out in the public open and on TikTok as a five-year-old. And the one other person is like, no, my family, just let, let her make TikToks, let her be on the adult version. I'll, I'll, I'll join the pages so we can get around the rules. Out and then, and then the other parents saying, no, 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 it's not gonna work. So I think in relationships, fact, I think it's always important to have a head. But how do you, how do you apply that to co-parenting because they're not together anymore? Yeah. No, I'm saying now, like I'm saying, I meant from the relationship while kind of why I started splitting up. No, no, but I'm, I don't know. I, 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 I want to know like, how do you. Right. How do you apply that to a co-parenting, do you think? I don't know if a head is the right I've never word been in that situation. Either. It's tough. Because I feel like once once you get to a point where one or both parties are scorned, I think they now start to make decisions. Now, even if what you're saying is correct, I don't want to hear it come out of your mouth because you made decisions with me this whole time. <laughs> you know? No, yeah, I'm supposed to. Like, like, I, I feel like that happens. That? I feel like, like in relationships, partners have like responsibilities. So like yeah. I do this, you do that. Like we mm-hmm. kind of work together. Like yeah, roles. like it's 100%. roles. Yeah. So like I don't think it's ne- necessarily like a captain. I feel like and and that's why it's so important to like date and like live together before you get married and like mm-hmm. go through these processes so you yeah. understand people's like true natures and stuff like that. And again, like as as much as we want to like uh bring it back to us regular like you know yes regular civilians you live Mm -hmm. like middle class life they have billions of dollars yeah so but they're still fucking kim breaks up with kanye and starts messing with like a younger dude and goes like she's like probably just blowing a bag right now like doing whatever she wants and kanye's over here like 
like trying to figure out how he's gonna visit his yeah. kids. And I think, like, and I think even I think even them they go back to our the thing we said in the beginning, the 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 nonfiction and the fiction. Because even though their life they're billionaires they're rich they're still humans and they still abide by the laws of human nature. So you could still very much just see like yeah it's it's amplified because they have billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. But we've seen stuff like that in our everyday viewership of life and and regular people. And the reason I say the thing about even have a, a head and now I'll I'll disagree with you because I think in a relationship in life and everything there's gonna come times where there's a fork in the road where it's either you do this and you can't do this. Like there is no co-captain. It's, you know, I'm going to say we're going to do this and the whole family has to do this. There is no other way to go. And if you guys say, if one of them, if one person in the relationship doesn't take the role of, that's the captain. Even though I gave my opinion, I gave my, I I was openly able to express everything I wanted to say and, and feel at the end of it, we disagree because that person's plan they truly believe is better. I'm just gonna get behind, them, even though I think my plan's better. Mm-hmm. If there's not someone playing that role, I really I can't see how the relationship lasts. I just but don't again, even see. I feel like people have their responsibilities, mm-hmm. and like you trust, like okay, boom, I'm mm-hmm. in charge of the light bill, right? Mm-hmm. That's me. Me and Asante, we live together. I'm in charge of the light bill. Uh, Who gets the decisions? That's what's important. No, we sit there before Uh, we even move in and do all that stuff. We sit there and decide, okay, you do this, I do this. Boom. Responsibilities. Let's say the light bill is too high one month. And like, I don't know, something crazy. Like uh, there's like another company that wants us to like change it or whatever. And Mm. I go make that decision without him or something like that. Yeah, like that has to be something he has to trust because he he trusted me mm-hmm. to deal with that. So I'm talking when I'm talking when I mean like the the captain and I'm talking about tough decisions. Like I come to the table, I'm like, yo, I just got a big promotion in New York. We live in California. I'm moving the entire family out to New York, and you're like, I'm not moving to New York. No, that that it's not gonna work. Yeah, no, there's no yeah. that. I don't even think that has anything to do with having a captain or or or, or listening or yeah. whatever that is because like it that all depends on like financial stability. Like if you're able, mm. if we're able to pick up our stuff and move, then okay. If mm. you can support us out there, then okay. Yeah. That's different. That's something like when you guys are married and you get a job and that's things that you discuss before you yeah. get like you understand so, your husband's job description, and so there's I, different levels to things. I, you know, all right, I'll get more. Grand. I think you need to reiter- no, no. reiterate the fact. I'm about to, I know what I'm about to talk say. Talking about a good captain. No, no, no. Yeah, and that's important <laughs> too. So, like, I could give, I could give personal. I didn't want to do personal, but I'll do really personal things. Mm-hmm. There's been things between me and Mahalat where we disagree. Like we completely disagree, and it's something like, let's just say, I wanted to go back, and, like, for instance, like going back to school, right? One person believes they should, like, going back to school is the right thing to do. We sit. We talk about it. Why? What's the financial? What's this? What's this? What's the benefit? What's the cost? What's the? We go through everything. At the end of it, after all but that on the what? table. Let me finish. After everything's on the table, someone says left. Someone says right. And someone says, 
No, left I think or right. going back to school is a you bad, gotta, a, a, bad gotta, uh, dis, a bad uh, example. But I could you could do anything. So, all right, let's say don't go back to school. Say someone wants to anything. And it also has to important. be something that's you guys together though. Like rent. It can't be like even it can't be any. Let's anything. let's say choose. Nah, damn, that's because even because nah, like school, the school is like a personal that decision. Kind of tough, if I, I do, but that's that's the if thing. If I do, it's not a personal decision. No, it is because we don't no, have kids. I'm in a re- I'm in a relationship with you. And this is I should, but this is why no, I should be able to go freely. This is why it's not because when you're talking about, we're talking. I'm talking about a relationship like marriage. Everything is one. If you're really going that route and you're really gonna do it, yeah. everything is one. So you go into a hundred thousand dollars worth of debt. It affects everybody. It's not your finances anymore. It's not your life anymore. When you marry and you're in a committed relationship, we are uno. Yeah. And the moment uno is no longer uno and starts to split, there is no long-term relationship. Yeah, but still, school is still my option. And school mm. is still my decision. And uh, although, yeah, uh, that $100,000 debt um, is going to be there if yeah. that is the choice that I decide to make. Yeah. But... I have to have a plan, and mm-hmm. that's something that I have to. That's still a personal decision. I have to have a plan as to how I'm gonna get out of that, yeah. or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, I can discuss it with you, but ultimately, that's my decision. Yeah. You can't tell me that mm-hmm. I can't go to school because it's it's a hundred thousand uh, dollars. But that's but that's what we have to realize. It's not that. It's not someone <clears throat> telling you. It's like no. When I talk about head, we're like, when you're adults, we're making logical decisions for yes. our future. Someone says, this is better for our future. Someone says, no, this is better for our future. The head I have a question. is the one who, in being a good leader, like he said, you got to know the rules of leadership. That's a whole other conversation. Being a good leader already implied and assumed, like the one person gets the final say. I have a question. Yeah. So <clears throat> do you think yeah. with that type of, power structure mm-hmm. um do you think that's a breeding ground for like resentment and that's where it gets deep so i learned this from jordan peterson that's why like people think splitting on that train could just be we're making different decisions mm-hmm. the moment resentment starts to form you're mm-hmm. splitting because yeah. it that's why i said it can't be someone telling it can't be we're doing no it has to be good leadership assumed because the moment resentment starts to get created you, you, it has to be solved. You can never let resentment foster. It has to be always spoken about and always talked about. So and then, always... where's the where's the leadership? Yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, but that's to, to play assume. to play devil's advocate. Yeah. If yeah. every time yeah. we get to a tough decision, mm-hmm. you ultimately choose it, yeah. and you let's yeah, say that is somebody you never you never choose yeah. my opinion, right? Or you never choose. But that's. The yeah. infor- wait, you never choose yeah. the information that I presented. Mm-hmm. I think eventually that gets to a point of now we start to like we talked about like thin lines. Now we're walking a thin line between yeah. I completely trust your word and you don't think anything yeah. I'm saying is right. And that's where like I said, good leadership already assumed. Because anyone who knows good leadership knows what I'm talking about. Because I could that's a whole nother I could have a two hour conversation about leadership. Mm-hmm. And that's because and this is why it's not for everyone, you gotta do the work. Is no, I'm going to be the leader, but you haven't done anything that a leader would do. You don't have the qualities. You're not doing the Like, for instance, I know for me, myself, um, the way I run my family and where I'm going to run my family is everyone in the family has to do 
what they like if they want to do what you like how we say master you have mm-hmm. to master it you mm-hmm. have to become the best version of yourself you have to do okay. but that's the way i view my life so for instance i could say me and mahalette <clears throat> mahalette is a star she's taking her project management courses she's constantly developing herself she's constantly building herself but there was a time where me and her had conflict mm-hmm. because that's the way i live and i had to learn as a leader I wanted her to do those things, but I was never going to get her to do that and move in that direction by telling her to do it. It was never going to work. That's not how people work. That's not how humans work. A mm. human being will only do something if they want to do it. Yeah. So that's why you have to learn as a leader to, like, if you know if you're a leader and you're gonna, and you really think this is the best way to do something, you don't just tell your people to do it. You first have to go through a pattern of helping them understand what are the options? Get everything on the table. Make sure everyone's heard. Make sure everyone's understood and have everything, all the facts, all the opinions, all your subjective, why you want this, what the outcome you want it to be, what made you think of this in the first place. Like everything has to be on the table. And then once everything's on the table, hey, we're going to make a decision. This is why I think the decision's made. I understand. Yada, yada, yada. Boom. And then as a good leader knows, a good leader knows, hey, I don't always have the answers. But if I'm sure about something and I truly believe, I'm going to go on what I think. But there's yeah. times where as a leader, you have to be like, huh, you know, I've seen it with my CEO. Like, okay, this person's better at this. Let them do it. Let them come back to me. Cool, 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 cool. But if you're obviously a, one of those leaders who just try to muscle things through and force people to do things, <clears throat> you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. And that's why uh, we always say, women, make sure you pick good men. Or men, make sure you pick good women. Because yeah. there's also, and that's why I didn't say there's no gender to it. I don't think there's ever gender. It's masculine, feminine, mixture. Some You're going to always have one person in a relationship who is the better head, the better thinker, the better logical. Don't let their emotions and things run over their decision making. Let that person take the lead. And that person could be woman or female. I, I think that works. But I do think certain things yeah. that would be a gray area, especially when it comes to children. Yeah. Uh, like in this instance. Mm-hmm. Kim is seeing it as, oh, this she's, she's saying like this is her expression, it's her artistry and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And that is a good way to see it for your child. Mm-hmm. But you also have to be realistic and you also have to understand the mm-hmm. type of world we're in today. Yeah. Like I was having this conversation with somebody. LeBron didn't allow his son to have an Instagram until he was 16 because just by community guidelines, yep. whatever. And two, <clears throat> when he did get an Instagram, all the comments were turned off. Kanye's, I don't think his direct issue was immediately the fact that she had a TikTok. Yeah. It was the fact that he's seen that she's had a tick she has a TikTok. Mm-hmm. And then the issue was that she went live. And when she goes live, she can see all these comments that people are saying. And you know who her parents are. She could read one thing and it just so well, oh, did you know your mom was did you know your dad? Did you know? And it's just that one little thing affects her life now. So yeah. to to me, I think when you're making decisions mm-hmm. you can have those conversations you can have those type of power structures yeah but there's also another area where when it comes to the kid it has to be what's best for this child no matter what we both think like what is best for this child irregardless of that, that's not a word uh what's what's best for the child regardless of our personal opinion like what are the facts on the table and what's best for the child yeah and also there's things where it might come from a point of view mm-hmm. where those things can't really be put on paper like like what are we gonna raise our child? How do I how do I yeah. write on paper that raising my child Christian is better than raising my child Muslim or better than raising my child Buddhist or better 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 than raising my child as a monk? So like 
there's certain things that like that's another good example. those those conversations like if I was to be with somebody mm-hmm. and the person uh, we had this conversation and we both disagree right mm-hmm. and this person thinks that like nah like whatever I'm still gonna raise my child Christian I I understand what you're saying I yeah. understand but I just feel like this is best for our child yeah those types of decisions those have to I don't I don't know how you come to those decisions if there is a, a difference in opinions, but I feel like stuff with that, yeah. that is when it's like no matter what, the person that loses is never gonna view it as like, all right, I'm just trusting this person. Not never, mm-hmm. but most of the time it's not gonna view it as I'm just trusting this person. Yeah. Rather than this person is saying I'm wrong or yeah. this person thinks this because of whatever. But that's where that's where and I could tell you from experience, that's where constant like I call it crucial conversations. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be willing to have those unpleasant, unnecessary, not unnecessary, unpleasant, <laughs> bless you, the unpleasant, mm-hmm. I'm just using the unpleasant conversations. You have to be willing to really disagree on something no matter what comes up, let it all out there, get it. And then you start to form a trust. When you get to really know who you're dealing with, you truly know, like me and her, for instance, we take, we both take in personality exams. We switch swaps. We have to read through the other person's personality, read through my personality, read through your strengths, read through my strengths, learn my weaknesses, learn your weaknesses. So when it's time to make decisions and I'm like, yo, yada, 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 yada. For instance, I can say one thing like food. Mala's not a vegan. Mm-hmm. She's not. Like, like She's just not. But when we're in the house, we eat vegan. I didn't have to force her to do that. I didn't tell her to do that. She's free to do whatever she wants. But it's just, she eats vegan in the house. Now, when we have kids, because I'm big on this, when I have kids, I'm not going to be the father giving my kid high fructose corn syrup. Mm-hmm. I just won't be. Now, imagine I married someone who was completely against everything I did. And in the house, it was all in, like everything was in the house. And I'm like, my kids aren't eating high fructose corn syrup. Why is all this stuff in the house? So if one person, that's not going to be okay. Yeah. It's just not going to mix. So one, just naturally the that, one person has to take the lead. It has to gear towards one side, but it, it can't be on some dictator forceful. It has to be on some real empathetic, some real understanding, some real dialogue over and over and over until you can come to an agreement where resentment is not getting false. You hit a nail on that. Mm. You cannot sustain a relationship that has underlying resentment friendships, anything. Like if you resent someone and eat, oh my God, if you start to resent someone that you're with, tell them. Like if resentment is starting to be formed, you have to tell them because literally you could talk to any psychologist, any therapist, resentment, you can't let it foster. Mm. And it has to be communicated. And that's why I think relationships in our modern world is really struggling because we came from a time where hierarchy and rules, not to, this is not saying it's right or wrong. It shouldn't have been this way were given they were just told mm-hmm. like if you were a man you're the at top of the hierarchy of the family you're you have this role but now we live in a society where those roles there are no roles there are no hierarchy so it's up to you on your own relationship to not let you're not going to get a hierarchy and a role structure from society but esther pearl who is a famous psychologist says every good relationship has roles hierarchy and boundaries so if you don't intentionally create them in your relationship, then you're not planning to have a long, sustainable relationship where you're going to be married to someone for 50 years. Yeah. 
and you ask a 50 year old couple or not, they'll they have it i see you on my grandparents they don't have to tell me they probably like hey what's the role in high they probably wouldn't be able to give it to me but i could just be around them for five hours yeah. and really just see how my grandparents act and i'm like i see boundaries i see roles and i see a family hierarchy structure yeah. but modern relationships that's not you gotta you're gonna have to do the hard work like you're gonna have to intentionally do those things yeah. and i think it's like it's it's dangerous to think in my opinion is that it's not there because it is and i think we can see all by the numbers the way we're doing things doesn't work yeah you know <laughs> you know what i mean it just doesn't work so yeah i think it's it's subjective and you have to figure out what works best for you yeah. because you might you know have have a way you run things and another person might have mm-hmm. a way and it might work and if it works that's all that matters if it if it works yeah. it's cohesive to the environment you want to create and everything is mm-hmm. going in a positive manner, no matter how somebody else looks at it. Mm-hmm. Just like uh, someone might look at, like we talked about the diet, uh, Jordan Peterson has, and be like, oh, he only eats meat and tall, but he does yeah. it. And it's like, but if it works for his body, it works for his body. He's yeah. not some obese, overweight man, and he can't talk, and he can't breathe at mm-hmm. all. So if it works for him, it works for him. Yeah. It's like another person's like situation is not your situation necessarily. And I think a lot of times when we look at celebrities, we start taking the connotations off of like actual human things. Like people yeah. be like, oh, Kanye's bugging for this or Kim's bugging for that. It's like, but no, they're parents and they're talking <laughs> about things, things, but they're having yeah. that the conversation in real time and online for everybody to see. They're not sitting down in their kitchen when one of them came home from work and just having a quick discussion or, mm-hmm. you know, talking about it over dinner or anything like that. We're seeing it on the internet. Yeah. So now everybody speculates. Everybody's like, oh, well, if Kanye wouldn't want to be in the house, he shouldn't be doing this. Or, or oh, if, if Kim didn't respect Kanye as a man, she shouldn't have. The... It's yeah. like, bro, they, they have to figure their shit out and they have to figure it out what works for their children mm-hmm. and what works for the both of them. I do believe that when you have a certain level of success and you, and you have... Um, all this attention garnered to your brand and your family and all these things that there is good things that come with that. So she uh, she can be on TikTok and she could become the star and do all these things and start expressing herself at a young age. But now she could feel like, you know, what some of these Disney Channel kids feel and feel like, oh, I might have I might have plateaued at too young age or I, I might be experiencing things out in the world where I shouldn't be experiencing at this mm-hmm. age and all this other stuff. So it's like you as a parent the only thing you can do is try to protect your child the best you can mm-hmm. from the things that are around them. But your environment and the, and the environment that you create for your child has to be cohesive with how the child is. Mm-hmm. Like you can't be like, oh, kids shouldn't do this because of whatever. Like the um, uh, perfect example that 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 little girl a couple of years ago, she went viral. A little licensed girl that she made that what I do that what I do that song. Mm-hmm. She was going up to basketball games and performing and 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 uh, artists brought her out and 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 everything that her her parents did it was her parents mm-hmm. on the caption it was her parents in the comments yeah it was her so if you want to let the child do that let the child post the content mm-hmm. cover the comments up let the child see whatever likes they get whatever the case may be if you want to mm-hmm. if you want to show that but don't she don't need to have interactions with actual people yeah she doesn't need to be walking around the house and filming things on live because what if something gets out that's not now, supposed to be getting out? Now imagine that this. was one of the issues. Now imagine everything you just said and how you felt. Mm-hmm. Now, you got to understand, there's somebody with the complete opposite viewpoint as you. It's just humans. We're all different. Yeah. Now, you're married to them. And you're saying... Impossible. You're, yeah. <laughs> Impossible. And you're saying eight-year-old shouldn't be communicating like, yes, she should. She's eight. She should be able to express herself. This is the real world. She has to... And you guys are arguing. And then they're like, I'm letting her do. And you're like, no, you're not. I'm, yes, no, you're not. 
you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, regardless if it's her, regardless if it's you, someone has to be the one to say, we're going with your plan. And even if it is a situation like that, you think it's good for her, for her, um, um, art, art, artistic, uh, whatever you want to say, like she can get her vibrations out there and all that good stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. You want to say that? I, I don't think she should be talking to people. Where's the middle ground? I bet she could put it out. I'm managing, I'm managing social media. And let's be real. Let's be real. In that family, if you really wanted her to express her artistic creativity, who should be around all the time? Travis Scott. <laughs> now nah, she should be around her dad. Mr. Kanye West. Yeah. You, you think TikTok is going to be a better creative expression to get her creative juices out than being around probably the, the most one of the most creative people to ever live? Yeah. Ever. Like if you even the, the thing that they yeah. they did for that um that kid Ryan's world, his parent built that brand for him, and he's gr he makes more than some 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 um athletes per year. The like one he, that does the toys. Yes, he has toys. Out. He has a whole section of Target. His the mi the minute his video drops, it's a million views and yeah. all this other and stuff. This is but the parents say it all the time, like we don't allow our child to just roam free on the internet. We put this out because these are things that he wants the world to see, mm -hmm. but we filter what comes back to him. We, right? Yes. We. Like, we filter what comes yeah. back to him. And that's important is the fact that you can't have a situation where it's like, all right, one of my parents has a sex tape. Another one of my parents, uh, you know, that people call them crazy online and say they're this and that. I don't need to see what the world thinks about my parents at nine years old. Yeah. That's not something I need to see. Or I don't need to see other people's input on the life that I live. Which is, once again, uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce, they do a very good job with keeping their families secluded and all of that stuff. And they release things how they see fit and they have control of it. Mm -hmm. But I guarantee you, if Blue wants to have an Instagram where she can go and like stuff, yeah. she probably has one on her phone. But it's not under her name. You mm -hmm. can't trace it back to her. It's none of that. She probably don't got no followers on it. Whatever the case may be. Because yeah. like you can explain to your children and you can explain to your spouse or whatever the case may be. This is what's best for our children. In the world that we live in today, you don't know what or who or who, however these people are contacting your kids. People done got kid, kids to, you know, do freaking stupid challenges online and choke themselves and kill them. All this other stuff, bro. Like, so it's like you have to filter what's going to your children. Yeah. Like, people love to make fun of Drake where he said I was hiding. I wasn't hiding my kid from the world. I was hiding the world from my kid. But that's really important because yeah. you... As a parent, you have a direct responsibility of the things that your kid consumes, whether it be food, yeah. whether it be education, whether it be social media, whatever whatever they consume on their everyday life, yeah. it becomes a part of them. And you choose what becomes a part of them. So if you want to allow your child to just get on the internet and be able to search things and be able to do this and do that, like, bro, uh, I remember a couple of years ago, my brother had to tell my niece she couldn't go on, on YouTube anymore mm -hmm. because she was watching some 40-year-old dude on YouTube. And he's doing, he has a bunch of action figures and he's making his own videos. But then she's like seeing that he's making some of the dolls pregnant and stuff like that. And like, it's like a kid is just like, oh, like, yeah, like she's just saying Spider-Man, this doll had, had a baby. But it's like, as a parent, like, if, what if I don't want to expose that to my kid at that age? Yeah. I have control of, I need to see what my kid is watching. I need to see the types of thing. Like in my house, um, the uh, just some some things that like, were able to go on in the world. My parents just wasn't having it or my grandmother wasn't having it. Mm -hmm. Like a fart was a curse word growing up in my grandmother's house. You can say fart in her house. It was past gas. Like there's certain shit that you have the ability to just filter out of your household. Yeah. And I think that people are kind of just losing sight of that, that these are two parents and they're trying to figure out what's best for their child.
and their decisions doesn't because there, there was a um mm-hmm. a thing that came out of uh Scott Disick or w- one of them one of their kids sent Kim a message and she was just saying that like oh like when he was younger he was on live and you know some people said some yeah. stuff to him some bad shit happened Kim was like oh this is someone that's mature and it, like I said when people are scorned she's not trying to hear the thing of what Kanye says she's not trying to hear yeah. he's not trying to hear of what she's saying because they both have they both have some right in their argument they both have some wrong in their argument. Yeah. You feel me? But no one's going to try to see the right if both just think the other person is wrong. And that's where the underlying issue is. Yeah. But pretty much exhaust that topic. You ready to wrap? Yes, please. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. This has been another episode of the Demigod Chronicles. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Whether you listen to this point, whether you stop listening after a, mi- after a minute, we appreciate you for even giving us a chance. Um, some housekeeping stuff. Uh, there's a black showcase. What was it February eighteenth? Yeah, 18th? February eighteenth. Our last um, guest, Mo. Mo, she's hosting a uh, black business showcase. Um, so you guys will attach the link to this video or yeah under the YouTube, and when we post it on Instagram, to get your ticket on Eventbrite. Yeah, we gonna be in there. Yeah. You know, we in there like swimmer and all that stuff. Make sure you guys come out if you're local. Support. Um, uh, I don't think we got anything important to announce. Really, we got some. We got we got a bunch of stuff under under yeah. underworks. We got some some high quality items coming to you guys. We gonna figure that out. Yeah. Um, the fifteenth. Yeah, and uh, pretty much it, man. You know, look out for content. <sighs> we know we took we had to take a small little break. You know, we had to. Um, make sure everybody's straight and everybody, you know, back on the same page and all that. Um, but yeah, continue to like, comment, share, do whatever you're doing. You know, we appreciate you guys. Follow everybody on their social medias at cb.lopez at Alasia Ashley when she's available because she's exclusive like a sneaky drop and she is available. She's available right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Jace at J Squay. Um, follow the pages. At the DGC on Twitter and um, at MS. No, no, sorry, sorry. Ooh, I messed up. Got him. At, mm-hmm. at I'm, the, I'm coughing. I'm it's, cutting this it, one up. It's word, been a while. Word. I'm cutting this at, one up. At, at the DGC uh, underscore on Twitter at, on Instagram at the Demigod Chronicles. I was trying to say YouTube and I said at, but I still wasn't wrong. YouTube mastered underscore studios. There's no at on YouTube. No, there's no there's no uh, tags like that. And follow me on my personal page at underscore underscore demigod underscore and at mastered studios mstrd mstrd underscore studio spelled with a v two underscores wow. what um, at underscore underscore demigod underscore no at underscore demigod <laughs> underscore you said two underscores yeah at the end no he said at underscore underscore demigod nah underscore underscore. I didn't but let's you get the let's get an fans. instant replay on that <laughs> and I was right you my money. <laughs> But uh, hit the people some Spanish when we get out of here. Um, Actualmente, me empecé en clases de nuevo, por favor. Yo pienso que como se dice. Um, so, it's been a gran um, semana, un gran uh, mes, porque todo cosas empecé también. So, te aprecio mi suscriptorio. Yo pienso que... Yo, yo quizá yo, yo hace esta palabra de mí mismo, pero... Y tú... Mm. Yo no sé. 
<laughs> Lace said niggas ain't shit and um, get your money. Negros no, no mierda. Every fucking <laughs> <laughs> we out of here. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Grr, bow. Said you gotta meet me Through my one zone Then I hit the fleet feet Beaming with the tents Trying not to rip streets I be goddamn If they scream free me I be goddamn If my son don't eat If you sucking dick Then our tongues won't meet Everybody fuck Guaranteed I won't eat it My moves is in the streets I can thug love Pay before the deadline Show my plug love I was walking Broadway Before the sun's up Off the porch Going north Got my funds up School 30 I was balling I'm a trap star Kobe block with my niggas in the backyard I remember Ubu on a laptop Now we only parlay on the back block My homegirl got rich trapping iPhones Now she agent counting money with her eyes closed Niggas watching on hood, get your eyes rolled Demon time, haven't got a different time zone Bitch, I'm falling now, I'm spoiling now Used to only text my money calling now I remember back then I was down and now I'd have never thought we'd have had a falling now Shit out my body why you pump faking if you ain't shot it why you up hating like i ain't got it pearls on my neck feel so aquatic serving out plates i don't mean tectonic toxic little nigga i speak ebonics fly like a phoenix you hook like bonnet baby trying to rock with me like onyx casual anxiety rules my heart everything around me last time i checked